Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast. My name is Paul and today we're going to take a look at Fatboy Slim. He's doing his show down at the Motor Point Arena. So just before we get on there, let's, let's get a bit of history on him. So Norman Quentin Cook, he was born Quentin Leo Cook in 1963. He's known mainly by his stage name of Fatboy Slim. He's an English musician, DJ and record producer who helped to popularise the big beat genre in the 1990s. In the 1980s, Cook was the bassist for the whole-based indie rock band The House Martins, who achieved a UK number one single with their a cappella cover of Caravan of Love. After The House Martins split, Cook formed the electronic band Beats International in Brighton, who produced the number one single Dub Be Good To Me. He then played in Freak Power, Pizza Man and the Mighty Dub Cats with moderate success. In 1996, Cook adopted the name Fatboy Slim and released Better Living Through Chemistry to critical acclaim. Follow-up albums You've Come A Long Way, Baby, Halfway Between the Gutter and the Stars and Palocaville, as well as singles such as The Rockefeller Skank, Praise You, Right Here Right Now, Weapon of Choice and Wonderful Night achieved commercial and critical success. In 2008, Cook formed the Brighton Port Authority with David Bryan. He has been responsible for successful remixes of Corner Shop, The Beastie Boys, A Tribe Called Quest, Groove Armada and Wild Child. Despite not releasing a new studio album since 2004, Cook has been musically active with touring and made a concept album, Here Lies Love, with Bryan in 2010. Cook holds the Guinness World Record for most top 40 hits under different names. As a solo act, he has won nine MTV VJ Music Awards and two Brit Awards. It was reported in 2008 that he held the Guinness World Records for the most top 40 hits under different names. The following is a list of lesser known aliases used by Cook in performances. So you've got Arthur Chubb, Asher D. Slim, Biggie Slims, Cheeky Boy, Chemistry, Chimp McGarvey, Cook the Bass, Disc Attack, DJ Delight used in DJ Tools for example, acapellas for Fatboy Sims singles, DJ Quentox, The Ox That Rocks, Drunk Soul Brother from Glastonbury 2004, The Feel Good Factor, Grime Minister, Hot Since 63, Margaret Scratcher, oh, that's a good one actually, Margaret Scratcher, Mighty Gus Poilet, Pierre Burner Down, Sensitaria, Son of a Cheeky Boy, Son of Wilmot, Stomping Pond Frogs, Sunny Side Up, Yum Yum Head Food. So now we've had a bit of history about him, let's uh, see what's going on down at the Motor Point Arena. We'll be back after this. This December. News just in, the Crown Prince of the Natarian Empire has been violently assaulted and mugged whilst taking a walk through central London. No comment has been made as of yet, but we are expecting a press release very soon. <laughs> what the f are you, mate? Uh, uh, well, what, what do you mean? What? There's nothing wrong with me. You're dressed like an absolute dork. I mean, you have a spotty pus-filled face with proper NHS-style glasses. You wear a trench coat that's not even a real leather trench coat. I mean, that's fake leather. You look like an absolute cretin. And look at you, wearing your leather trousers and some thigh-high boots. The f***'s wrong with you? I mean, look at that piece of jewellery as well. I mean, that's the worst costume jewellery anyone can ever have, mate. Um, uh, uh, silence, fool. What? I said silence, fool. Give me all your money. 
You gotta be fucking kidding me. I said, give me all your money. Oh god. I told you to give me all the money. I told you. Now, look at you. You just fouled yourself by my hand. I am the Lord. The Lord of your ring peace. <laughs> we now have more information about the Crown Prince of the Natalian Empire's violent mugging last night. There was a vast list of items stolen, but the most important piece was his jewellery, his hand jewellery. In fact, it was a set of rings that are all joined together, a ring for every finger. It is of utmost importance that this is returned, and if you see anyone wearing this piece of distinct jewellery, you must not approach them, because it will make them incredibly dangerous. It is not a piece of jewellery, it is in fact a weapon, and it is a very vicious weapon indeed. We do employ you, if you see this weapon, do not approach the person, do not go near the person, just call the police and someone will be dispatched to retrieve this weapon of mass devastation. This December, Percival Reginald Vert is on a mission to find the Lord of the Ring Peace. An extended episode of Gumshoe from Musterex Media. So on this nice sunny day at the Motor Point Arena, we have six trucks. Yes, six trucks for one DJ. Six trucks for one DJ and two tour buses. So it's pretty big. Now, there's no uh, there's no super fans waiting outside. It's because it's a bit on the cold side, but it's a beautiful day, I have to say. Real beautiful day. A few moments later. So I'm inside the uh, Motor Point Arena right now and this is looking pretty impressive so the stage the stage is bang in the center of the entire arena he has his own stage and um, it's a circle on a square so they can just basically roll the stage in and out and that's all pretty much built and uh, all the floor units are all plumbed in and the, but they haven't wheeled the stage in position just yet they'll plug all the lights up once the stage is in position and all the power is going to come through at the ducts in the middle of the floor the uh, lighting rig is a big old square with a uh, nice circular truss that drops down from this big old square. On the big square truss that's in the middle of the roof, you've got six line arrays pointing out and each line array is six deep. And then in the middle of the uh, square, which is being winched up right now, are the base line arrays, which are going right up and you've got four of them, all just pointing out on each uh, on each side of this mini cross that's going up right now. Because of the position of the stage, you've got a lot of weight in the middle of this roof, which it can take. It can take all this weight, it's all been pre-planned and it's been done a few times before. Now, once uh, this bit of line arrays are up, the uh, lighting truss is gonna go up. And on the lighting truss is a LED screen that goes around in a massive circle which is going to look pretty sick once it's all working and there's going to be obviously visualizations on the uh, screen. It's possibly going to be one deep, but I may be wrong. At the moment, there's only one set of uh, screens deep on this truss, on the circular truss, 
but if they're going to go one more deep then they've got to raise the trust to be able to do it at working height so we'll see and coming off in various different directions are different legs shall we say we've got leg trusses and on these leg trusses there's a hell of a load of lights which will be uh, lighting off uh, certain aspects of the arena floor so you basically got a massive DJ lighting setup. There's not going to be any lights on the circular truss, but they're on these legs, which are independent to this one circular truss. All these leg trusses are all powered up, ready to go. They just need winching up in the air, and they're going to obviously go up as soon as the main central circle is up in the air. They feed the power from the circular truss, so the power gets dropped in, run around the circular truss, and sent onto these legs which, as I said, you can't, you know, they're going to winch the whole lot up in one go. And that's the only way they can physically do it, because they end up snapping cables otherwise. But with all these uh, legs all powered up, ready to go, it's looking pretty impressive. So we have one, two, three, four. We've got six legs as well. So there's a nice, it's going to be a nice amount of lighting, nice floor lighting on the stage and nice uh, down lighting from the uh, legs. And I'm looking forward to this all in the air, looking amazing. We'll be back after this. If you're a band member or an artist, dancer, singer, actor, street performer, and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig or your album release on uh, digital media or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show how about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show so Fatboy Slim has two supporting artists the first is Eats Everything and Eats Everything is better known by his friends and family as Daniel Pierce. He's an English DJ and a record producer. He came to prominence in 2011 with the release of Entrance Song on Pets Recordings. Since then, he has received critical acclaim for a number of solo releases on Dirty Bird, Hypercolor and Future Boogie. Dan began his DJ career at Infamous Hearsay at Club Loco Bristol, aka Lakita's Ugly Little Sister, and was soon permanently placed as a resident at the Bristol Night Rip Snorter then Scream in the early 2000s. As well as playing some gigs in Europe, it was not until 2011 when Entrance Song was played to Pets Recordings, followed soon after by a release on Claude Van Stoke's Dirty Bird label that Dan's career as a DJ began to gain momentum. Since 2011, Dan has played a number of the world's biggest clubbing institutions such as Fabric, DC10, Amnesia, The Warehouse Project, Space and Watergate, as well as festivals like Glastonbury, Festival, Creamfields and Secret Garden Party. He has received support from BBC Radio 1's Pete Tong, who has asked him to do three essential mixes since 2011, most recent of which was a live recording of Pete and Dan B2B at The Warehouse Project in 2013. In 2014, Dan was booked to be the first ever resident at XOYO, in London. The three month residency saw him play every Saturday for 12 weeks. Dan has also received a number of accolades as a DJ. In 2012, he won Best British DJ in the DJ magazine Best of British Awards. In addition to this, in December 2012, he was the highest new entry in Resident Advisors' prestigious Top 100 DJs poll, coming in at number 13. As a producer, Dan has had a string of critically acclaimed releases on Pets Recordings, Dirty Bird, Hypercolor, Future Boogie, and Crosstown Rebel.
samples. He has also released remixes for a broad selection of labels, giving his distinctive take on tracks by the likes of Adam F., Jamie Jones, Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs, Chicken Lips, Express 2, The Streets, and Fortet. He has also collaborated in the studio with the likes of Cats and Dogs under the name Cats Eats Dogs, Typically Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs, Justin Martin, Scream, and Lucas, as well as the singer-songwriter Sinead Harnett. In 2011, Dan was awarded the Best Breakthrough Producer in DJ Magazine's Best of British Award. At Disclosure's Alexander Palace sets in 2015, Ace Everything provided the opening act. We're just going to quickly go over the uh, other support DJ, which is DJ Butclava. And she is a DJ, a producer, a singer, songwriter and a musician. South London born, now Brighton based from her earliest years, the multifaceted artist Butclava was immersed in a melting pot of sounds. Her parents are from Lebanon and Ireland, throwing different musical flavours into her upbringing. With her future face in UKG house and electro-pop blend, she adds a unique twist to the musical landscape. Embedded in both the Brighton and London underground music network, Butclava started out as a Brit school student with a love of singing and writing. Her knack for DJing and producing came later, but is now an important part of her musical persona. The artist also recently made a remix for Sunny Fodera and Diplo. The 25-year-old was granted her breakthrough in 2019 with Control Radio 1 Extra DJ Target, the first to pile on support. Singles Got It Good, Take Time and Through the Night followed, as well as playing alongside the likes of Eli B, Dan Shake, Zed Bias, Corrupt FM, High Focus Records and Conductor. In 2020, she was singled out by Ministry of Sound as a new signee. A hotly tipped debut EP was obvious. Was the obvious next step. Its high anticipation confirmed as well placed by Clara Ampho, Greg James, Nick Grimshaw and Jaguar. This year sees Baklava follow up EP Autonomy. Guided with a personal single close to you, both handle similar themes of love and female independence. Baklava has been vocal about the lack of support for female and non-binary DJs and decided to go ahead and start her own DJ platform support network, Spin Sugar. A few moments later. And we're back. So, a nice little update so far. We've got the uh, leg trusses coming out, which have gone up, but to uh, a uh, working height. So they're, they're basically up half height, whilst they wait for the uh, circular truss in the middle to go up. At the moment, they just powered up the screen on the circular truss, so I do believe that it is only going to stay one layer deep, but I may be wrong. They may add some more in. They're just doing a border tab on the circular truss and when I say border tab that's basically a very short bit of uh, drape to cover the uh, truss to make it look invisible so it's just black because everything else is black and they just want to mask off the fact that it's a chrome truss so with a bit of luck once they've flashed out the entire screen which isn't going to be that far off they'll be able to send the rest of the rig up to where it needs to be and and put the truss legs up to maximum height a few moments later so the screen is fully uh, operational although i thought it was going to be one screen deep but no it's actually three screen deep and it's going to look amazing once we've actually got an image on there so far they've just got colored squares uh, labeling up exactly what layer and what screen number it is 
pretty straightforward stuff. Now, just about to be winched up is a, another little bit of round truss that's going to fit in, I suppose, around the uh, subs. Now, you can't see the subs at the moment because the screen just hides it all away. You can't even see the uh, chrome outer circle. It's all hidden by the screen. And now, there's the final bit of truss for the center that's about to get winched up. And I've only just spotted this as, they're put it, as they were putting it in position. It's another small circular truss with a few more lights on there, but cameras. We've got pan and tiltable cameras. So this is going to be, look interesting. So now they'll be able to record Mr. Norman Cook, Fatboy Slim, as he's, as he's performing. So you can see him all around on the screen. They're going to also be able to record stuff for music videos and for a tour DVD, possibly. It's going to look great. And I would assume... Now, I know what you're going to say. That assumption is the mother of all... <coughs> Oops. But... What's left to do is winch that last bit of truss up and move the stage in position and then it's done. And once the stage is in, the tour have got their own set of mojo which will then surround the uh, round stage. So that's all that needs to be done. A square of mojo, the stage and that last circle and then it's all up. The lighting trusses, the legs, they're uh, all up in the air as well at their uh, actual heights which are tilted which are tilted 30 degrees up so the bit the bit of the legs furthest away from the uh, from the truss are the high points and the bits that are uh, in line with the truss are the low points it's gonna look amazing it really is gonna look amazing and I'm looking forward to seeing this all switched on with the lights down it won't be too much longer now it won't be too much longer at all and currently the time is 2.39 of this recording that is. They're pretty much ahead of schedule. They really are nearly ready to go. The pickers just come back into the building so they're just going to do a few more adjustments of the uh, cables as well as uh, making sure that the last bit of truss is rigged correctly before it goes up and then we are happy. So the stage is now in position and they've plugged all the lights in from the duct power down, uh, down beneath it. And now the mojo is about to go in around the stage. Also, you've got a handful of subs uh, around the uh, stage itself. So one per side. You don't need any more than that because they got four subs in the air. And these subs, they're not small subs. I mean, these are proper meaty subs. Serious hardware, serious hardware indeed. Picker's just about to leave and everything else is up and running and fully functional. Just waiting for the sound system to be tested and then everything is all ready to go. A few moments later. So the production team have just finished their sound check and now they're doing a test of all their systems. And it turns out that the leg trusses, it's all in kinesis, which means it's designed to go up and down very, very quickly and uh, re-trim so you can actually have the truss go up, down or pivot. So a uh, bit of it go down the other bit and the other half goes up, vice versa. We have a lot of different types of lighting. They have lasers, which are all uh, pointed outwards, 45 degrees upwards from the uh, stage. The uh, screen is all fully tested and working. 
and they've just tested the stage as well because the round section of the stage on the uh, square rolling stage is a revolve so uh, Mr Fatboy Slim or aka Norman Kirk can rotate around so everyone can see him forwards at some point he won't be uh, static all the time he won't be moving all the time it'll be from time to time that the stage will rotate it's gonna look pretty goddamn good very unique show it's not often that you'd see a show of this caliber with the amount of technology in it as well as being done in the round so everyone can see the front of uh, of the principal with the stage in the middle of the arena a lot more people are going to be able to get that experience of being really close and be able to see the uh, principal very closely i'm looking forward to seeing the show uh, when it opens up we'll be back after this this podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30 years since they came. What? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm going to the sucks. Hold on, guys! It's been 30 years since they came. New episodes so now the show's over, let's go over at DJ Baklava. So she started off as soon as the doors opened. Not only was she DJing other people's songs, but she managed to play her own material. And when she did her own material, she picked up the microphone and sang. So she's doing a good job actually, she did really well. From uh, the start of her set, as in the doors opening, all the way to the end, she had people dancing. So it started off with lots of floor space exposed with a few pockets of people dancing right up into it being quite packed. And by the end of her set, it was like uh, two thirds full. The lighting was done throughout, from Baklava through to uh, Eats Everything, through to Fatboy Slim. It was done as though it was nightclub lighting and it looked amazing because at the end of the day, they had some really expensive toys that nightclubs definitely would never have. And uh, even though it was uh, Baklava doing a support and it was basic lighting because obviously they don't want to unleash the secret weapons until uh, Fatboy Slim's on stage, it still looked pretty good for what it was. So at the end of Baklava's set, you had uh, Eats Everything come up and queue up his uh, first song whilst the Baklava was singing and uh, playing her final song on the same mixer, I may add, because uh, you had Fatboy Slim's mixing console and you had the uh, support console, and it worked. It, re- it worked really well. And then when uh, Eats Everything took over, he dropped his song just as uh, Baklava finished, and it was and it's a seamless changeover. I mean, completely seamless this changeover, and with a hug between the two of them. Eats Everything took over. By the time Eats Everything started, you had pretty much everyone cram on the uh, on the northeast and southeast side. So there was a massive crush in the area. People at this point hadn't realised that you could go all the way around the stage, leaving the uh, west side completely uh, empty at that point. I suppose that's because everyone's used to having a show, having the show end on and not in the round, which is not a problem. But yeah, you know, once people realised, they start to then filter through to the other side of the arena. I have to say, both Baklava and Eats Everything did an awesome job warming up the audience, ready for Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim couldn't ask for a better double warm-up, to be honest. Between the two warm-ups, uh, Baklava and Eats Everything, you could tell that they weren't playing from a playlist yet. They didn't get a memory stick and just chuck it in 
and hit play and pretend. No, they actually were DJing properly and singing properly in Epic Lovers' uh, case. It was all been do- it was all done properly. You could tell from the you could tell from the action on the DJ console in comparison to what the noises that were made that they were actually doing it live. There was no pre-record on there. Absolutely no pre-record and it came across as truthful it really did that's what probably made people enjoy the show even more because they knew it was 100% real and nothing prefabricated also they're using cdjs there was no computer on hand for them to do it it was all on cdjs so it is a bit difficult to uh, to fake your set on a cdj i mean obviously modern ones could use memory sticks where you got your songs uh plugged into them but you you know from going between uh, one unit to the next and then on your uh, free channel mixer you could tell that it was re- it was actually done real at the end of Eats Everything set the uh, crowd went mental when Fatboy Sim was about to come on his mini pre-show his interlude whilst they were clearing the stage of the support acts DJ console he had a reggae remix of We Will Rock You and Fatboy's uh, tour image was on the screens. It was a good remix, I have to say. I'm guessing it's going to be one of uh, Fatboy Slim's remixes of that particular song. I've never heard that version before, so it must have been remixed specifically for the show. At the start of that song, all the lights went down and all the blue moving washers, they started to scan the audience like blue searchlights. And it was dark, it was blue, and it was perfect for the uh, for the crew to remove the uh, bits on the stage that needed to be gone. He even had a member of the crew just double checking that the revolving section of the stage was completely clear of cables and whatnot. He just got his torch out and uh, walked the circumference of the stage on the outside to make sure that nothing was going to get caught in the stage in the revolving stage's track. Another bit of another bit of professionalism. And all this happened within the four-minute interlude between Eats Everything and Fatboy Slim actually coming onto the stage. There was a slow version of Praise You that was that played at the end of the interlude, and as it happened, Fatboy Slim, aka Norman Cook, made his way to his decks, ready to start his show. And at that point, the lights got brighter, and Fatboy Slim dropped his first song which was Eat Sleep Parade Repeats and as the beat dropped the lights went sick and a load of confetti cannons got launched and it looked amazing. At that point I had to leave the uh, I had to leave my position and go and do a bit of noise monitoring and I can safely say that this show equaled the Manic Street Preachers on noise. So we now have a tie for the top spot of loudest show and that is Fatboy Slim and the Manic Street Preachers which is still a surprise to me. I don't know how they managed to do it but they did and uh, Fatboy Slim on his own managed to equal the Manic Street Preachers in their noise. I have to say Fatboy Slim was playing up to the crowd really well and they were picking up on it and loving it and it's the little things that he was doing. He was walking around uh, the stage at certain points whilst the uh, track was playing. He was walking around barefoot. He was dancing barefoot. He was laying down provocatively, taking their mickey. And uh, the crowd were loving it. They were loving it. Especially when he got out his different masks at different point of the uh, show. It worked really well. So later on in the set, he had the lasers kick off. I mean, this laser show was amazing 
and it dropped when the words Funk So Brother come over the uh, pa over the PA. Fatboy Slim never actually played that song, he just dropped the odd line here or there into it, which was good. I mean, uh, he didn't make it all about his songs, he was playing other people's songs and remixing everything. Everything in this set was a full-blown remix done by uh, Norman Cook, aka Fatboy Slim. All a remix. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And then to watch the lasers and then the kinesis dancing up and down was brilliant. So when I say the kinesis, that is the uh, truss legs, which uh, were in different positions around the circular stage. And they would either dance up and down independently or retrim so one side doesn't move at, but the other side close well the close well the side that's closest to the stage pitches down 45 degrees which is a big drop and it looked even more sicker so there's a lots of pyro throughout this show you had a load of gerbs you had gerbs go off at the start of the show and towards the end of the show just before Greta Thunberg turned up on his screen unexpectedly when when he sampled her how dare you speech but he uh, just he sampled most of the speech didn't sample the how dare you bit but he uh, sampled the right here right now and he mixed that into his version of right here right now his very own song but it wasn't the full song that just kept cutting in and out from other songs as it was yet again another Fatboy Slim remix of a remix of a remix and it was and it worked it bloody worked on the last song of the set which happened to be near enough a full version of Praise You you had all the lights go yellow and a little bit of green and then the final pyro happened which was the streamers they launched a load of streamers out which are still stuck in the grid right now as we speak and the lasers reflected off it all the lights strobed off it and it looked amazing. I mean, that's the best spectacle I've seen in a long time in this arena where everything just worked perfectly. The pyros, the lights, the sound, the kinesis all together on this one particular song. And it, it looked amazing. It really did. Now, I have to say, tonight's show was complete and utter value for money. I mean, total value for money. Not only did you have an amazing upbeat dance set, not only did you get the, a top of the range light show with the Kinesis system for added effect, you got lasers and a lot of pyro, but you had the raw stage presence of Fatboy Slim, aka Norman Cook. Such an amazing artist and what an amazing show. And if you have a chance to see him on this tour, or even next time he goes on tour, I highly suggest you get a ticket if you're a fan and you haven't seen him live. Get your act together, get a ticket, and go and see Fatboy Slim live. You will not regret it. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye for now.